Well, the $349 billion government program that was meant to keep small businesses alive during the pandemic and the economic meltdown, they ran out of money. Hmm. And uh, many small business owners were desperately, desperately trying to apply for loans. Many applied for loans and got no answers or were at a stalemate at the bank. Some I know personally right here on Long Island. And now they're trying to figure out how they're going to keep their business alive while Congress negotiates the possible release of additional rescue funds. What the hell is going on? All right, $349 billion. What what the hell is going Small business owners, you know what? I'm angry. I really am. I'm angry. I know a lot of these small business owners. I've watched a lot of the posts come up on Facebook, and we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about it right here. Welcome. Welcome to my show. My name is Eric Martin Koppelman, and as you can hear, I'm really pissed. So, so sit back, strap in, hold on, because uh, we're going to talk about this. We really are going to talk about this. Okay. I'm sorry. Who are you, and what are you calling about? I'm sorry. I'm Melissa, I'm Melissa Bonds. I'm with Reality Debt Solutions, and I'm calling about your desire to eliminate or reduce unsecured debt. Uh, Eric, our calls are recorded for quality, sir. Okay. What would you estimate your... Thank you. What would you estimate your total credit card debt to be? $555 million. And, I'm, you know, sir, we work with nonprofit credit counseling agencies and other financial services. We're talking about just credit card debt for the first question. Are you oh, carrying so, credit oh, card I'm, debt, sir? Oh, I'm sorry. You're talking about credit card. Yeah, I said, what did I say? $555 million. Uh, it's $545 yeah. million. So I've been doing this for about a decade now, and even with business debt, I've never spoken with somebody who had um, in excess of $500 million. I have, a really, bad, I have, a, I have a really bad habit. I, I, I like to spend on my credit cards. What I do is I stay up late at night, and I watch all the JVC shows and everything that comes up. Um, I'm addicted to that, and what I do is I buy everything, one thing right after the other. And before you know it, it costs me uh, my wife, my children, my family won't talk to me. Uh, basically, I rang up. I, I paid off that that you know from 55 down to 545 million. But uh, yeah, if you can help me, I have. It's uh, it 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 really can 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 take a toll on a person. You know this uh, this credit card. Eric, you know I'm gonna I'm gonna move on to somebody we can. You know help what? Wait, her. before before, gotta... whoa, 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 before you go. I have to yeah, tell you, I have to. Sure. I respect what you do, all right. I truly do. Um, you called me while I was on the air here on a radio show, <laughs> all right. Oh, so fine. yeah, I'm sorry. I had to do that to you. I apologize, but uh, I'm sure you your company offers a really great solution to people that truly do have debt because especially now uh, with everybody losing their jobs and and being on layoffs and such like that, I'm sure, you know, all my listeners out there, tell them the name of your company, if you would. Tell them, I'll, I'll give you that. Tell them the name of your company one more time. Maybe they could reach out to you on the web and uh, and look you up because I'm sure there are a lot of people listening that are going to need help. So if you would, please. Yeah, I appreciate your time, though. Eric, I, again, you have a great day, sir. Bye-bye Thank you. Now. Bye-bye. Okay, she didn't want to give me her information, which leads me to believe that uh, something's not right in paradise, okay? If you do have credit, you know, listen, here's the bottom line. Credit, you know, right Right now, people don't have funds. They don't. Okay, you know, money's tight and everything like that. So, a lot of people will be using their credit cards um, and ringing up credit card debt. And uh, remember that sometimes these credit cards that people get, especially when you're doing uh, credit repair and things like that, could generate high interest. And then basically, what you're doing is you're just making the minimum payments, and before you know it, you're never paying off the credit card. So. Um, 
I know people that have used uh, debt counseling services. Uh, be careful. Check them out with, of course, with the state attorney general's office. Make sure that they don't have any complaints against them. Why this woman didn't want to give me her information? Hey, you know what? If you don't want to give me, if if she if she was really, as far as I'm concerned, if she was legit, all right, um, she would have been very happy to uh, put the information out there. But apparently, apparently not. So be careful. You know, when the phone rings, first off, she's it's an unsolicited call, so it's spam. That's number one. Um, you know, it's this the telemarketers. I get it. She's doing her job, but she hung on, right? She hung on. I, I, you know, with the five hundred forty-five million. But the bottom line, if you have debt, you know, one of the greatest shows out there that you can listen to, okay, or that you can watch actually is the Dave Ramsey show. Uh, Dave's got a great show. He as far he's been around for many, many, many years, and uh, he doesn't take any crap. And and he puts a lot of times what Dave will say. Oh, what Dave will tell people to uh, or suggest that they do, it's a rough decision, you know, you know, because we're used to living a certain way and spending a certain way. And then all of a sudden someone comes along and says, cut up all your credit cards, throw away this, get rid of this, stop it, don't do this, you know. So uh, but sometimes uh, that's what we need. But the bottom line, when the phone rings, just be careful who you're talking to, know who you're talking to. A lot of scams out there. Um you know, and uh, let's hope that you're not truly uh, in credit card. You're not truly in debt. All right. I've actually gotten phone calls in the past couple of days telling me they want to help me reduce my student loans. I don't have student loans. Hmm. All right. We'll be right back. your face masks? Are you practicing social distancing? Are you going totally crazy out of your mind because you are quarantined in your home with your wife, children, relatives, grandparents, whoever? Are you ready to jump out the window and scream bloody murder as you run down the road totally stark ass naked screaming, I can't take it anymore? Well, you know what? Join us all. <laughs> right? Because here it comes again. Uh, of course, here in the state of New York, our governor has now extended the stay-at-home order for another month. All right? Listen, I understand. I get it. I truly do. I truly understand why he's doing that. And, um, you know, with everything going on in today's world, well, let's even just say with everything's going on in New York here, I mean, the, the amount of people that are infected by COVID-19, the amount of people that are dying by, you know, from this virus is just amazing. And of course, now we're hearing all the stories that this could be something that's man-made all the, you know, you could call it uh, a theory. You could call it fact. Will we ever truly know? I don't know. You know, maybe not. It's like trying to understand, will we ever truly know who shot Kennedy? Absolutely not. You know, it's going to be conspiracy theories. There's going to be uh, investigations. They're going to say they're investigating this. They're going to say they're investigating that. And before you know it, it'll fade away with the news, hopefully. The thing I'm concerned about and what I want answers to, okay, is 
the flu, okay, let's talk about the flu for a second. The flu comes back every year. You know, every year you got flu season. Are we going to have a coronavirus season? You know, can this type of virus come back again? These are the things we need to know. And the big question of the day is where can we buy face masks? Where can we buy hand sanitizer? Where can we buy toilet paper? And where can we buy corned beef hash? I'm t- you know, I have to tell you, I have shopped, I have gone in and bought corned beef hash a great many times, okay? I have never, all right, I have never seen the shelf for corned beef hash empty. All right? The question I think that the government officials need to start asking, and we need to be, you know, the thing is with the news, and they come out and they tell you the amount of death and who's dying and what this and, you know, how many people at the nursing home and all. I get it. I understand. It's news. But the thing is, the American people, the American people, people even just here in New York, we need answers to the questions such as why are our supermarket shelves not stocked? All right, where where are the distributors? You would think that these distributors, these people that are distributing uh, the products and the food, would now want to keep the shelves stocked because people are buying. You know, they're they're buying. They want to make sure they're stocked up. There's a panic going on, and what happens here is because people go into the supermarkets and they see empty shelves and things like that, it causes even more of a panic. So the question I want answered is why are we having problems? getting food? Why are we having problems getting toilet paper? I mean, seriously, how hard is it? Did the toilet paper manufacturers go out of business? You know, did, did is it that the truck drivers or the people that are delivering this product, these products don't want to go to work because they're afraid? Hey, let me tell you something, okay? I was actually in New York City the day they shut down Broadway. I was actually in New York. I was actually in New York City for a week to a week and a half prior when the news broke about Wuhan, okay? And back in January, I was actually, I I don't know whether you guys remember from me trying to broadcast, but I had lost my voice. I had a sore throat. I had headaches. I was sick. I had, you know, the normal, what we would call the flu. Was it COVID-19? It, you know, I'm and talking to my doctor the other day. It very well could have been because now we're finding out that this wasn't something that just happened in March. It was something that could have gone all the way back to November or October, you know. And, you know, in in speaking with other people, we talk about this being a potential man-made type of thing. Can you imagine if somebody truly wanted to wipe out the, you know, the people of the United States with something like this? They could have done, it could be done. We're not, we weren't, how do you, well, first off, how do you prepare for something like this, you know? The bottom line is we have to have a better way, a better form of intelligence, being able to investigate, being able to determine, and then we have to have a way of being able to react, all right? Uh, right now, the way we're reacting is by wearing the face mask. You know, some people even have the shield on, washing our hands the way we're told to, and doing social distancing, keeping our distance. I have been out there. I, you know, I'm considered to be essential at certain points and things I do. So I'm out there, and I've I've said it to I've said it to my wife Linda many times. If I haven't caught this, or if I'm not dying by now, I think I must be doing something right. You know, because uh, sometimes I can f- I find myself in areas of Long Island and New York City which are considered to be hot spots. 
That's it, you know. So um, wear your masks. Make sure that the mask or whatever it is you're using, you know, some people, I still see people out there that are walking around without masks, without gloves. And, you know, there is it stupidity or is it being stubborn? You know, that's that's the question we have to ask ourselves. Don't be stupid. You know, if 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 you have a way, which we do now, of being able to protect ourselves and not get sick. I mean, look, look at it this way. Even the nurses, there are nurses and doctors that are dying and they are fully, you know, gowned and gloved and protected and still, you know, they're on the front lines here. God bless them. You got to give them, you know, I mean, it's, it's, I'm looking at pictures right now of, uh, of a scene in an operating room where, um, the staff is literally sitting on the floor with their hands on their heads. And I'm not trying to depress everybody here, but I'm trying to say, Hey, you know what? If, all the news that comes across with regards to the numbers of people that are dying doesn't scare you enough into making you understand either you stay home or you do the right thing and protect yourself, then you're an idiot, all right? And you're just looking for trouble. So my name is Eric Martin Koppelman. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is April 17, 2020, and this is my show, Koppelman. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. guys, it's Martin, and I got something really important to say. You know, I'm a kid, right? And let's face it, kids like to play in the basement, especially a finished basement. But let's stop and think for a minute. What if there was a fire? Have you ever seen those small basement windows? Jeez, how is a kid supposed to get out of one of those? Not to mention, a fireman get in. Now come on now. Let's stop and think for a second, because I have the solution. Long Island Egress Pros. They'll completely install two egress windows in your basement. Did you know that if you have a finished basement by code, you gotta have egress windows. You want your family to be safe, don't you? I mean, just imagine, what if a cute kid like me couldn't get out of the basement? So do the right thing. Give Long Island Egress Pros a call at 516-224-7576. One more time. 516-224-7576. Egress windows. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity. Like I always say, it's not rocket science, people. It's safety. Because the most important part of any escape plan is the way out. Don't forget to check out their website at www.egresspro.com. Tell them Martin sent you. Okay, when I started the show, I, I talked about the $349 billion government program. Now, this program was meant for small business owners to help them during this pandemic and the economic meltdown. I know for a fact there are people right here, there are small business owners right here on Long Island, okay, that applied for loans, all right? They applied for the loan. They got no answers. The banks told them they had no control over anything. They couldn't give them any response whatsoever, okay? Business owner right here um, on Long Island, all right, applied for the loan through TD Bank, all right? She was one of the first, okay? It was like, and, and she'll she'll tell me this. She'll, she said to me, she said, as soon 
as it became active. Within seconds, I applied. All right? No cooperation from the bank. No answers from the bank. No tracking from the bank. Why do we have to go to a bank then? <laughs> you know, if the bank can't control the money, why? You know, no, nothing. No, nothing. No paperwork. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. All right? There. Let me tell you something. There need to be answers about this because now, after the fact, after days after the fact, okay, that it was announced that they ran out of money, all of a sudden then, all right, she gets a letter saying, whoops, we're sorry, we ran out of money. If we get more, we'll see what we can do. Not acceptable. This is not acceptable. The small business owners, not only here in Long Island, but all across the country, need answers as to what happened to $349 billion. All right. Uh, the participating banks, they say, had technical glitches from the start. No kidding? Really? All right. And there was an overwhelming demand and there was confusion about how it would work. It slowed down the approval process. Yeah, it slowed it down to a point where nobody was told anything that was going on. All right. So the, not only do the banks need to answer the question as to what went on okay, with them, if the banks couldn't control the application process and everything like that, then the bank should have said, oh, hey, oh, wait, wait, wait a second. All right. Stop. Stop. We have reputations. We have money. We have people that have their money in our bank. We have small businesses that we've been dealing with for years here okay, that rely on us for financial transactions such as this. Okay. And we're screwing over our customers. They say that would-be borrowers were turned away by banks because there were too many applicants. So here's, here's the kicker, all right? Let's talk about time. Valuable time, all right? Because the banks couldn't, couldn't tell the small business owners about the details about how the program would work. And others, all right, could not find a lender that would deal with them. There's a guy by the name of Doug Martin. It's reported by the New York Times. He's a sports marketer in Long Beach, California. He approached three banks to try to get a loan through the program. Each turned him down for a different reason. And as a last resort, he tried a fourth bank with the help of a financial advisor. And here's the kicker on this one. He didn't hear back. And then his quote, this morning I read the money's going and I'm like, heck, I didn't even get a shot at this. So what good is putting together a stimulus package? What good is putting something like this together for a small business if you're not going to help small business owners? They say more money is expected to come, all right? But when? They need it now, folks. You drive down the road, even here on Long Island or New York, and these stores are closed. There are people at home. All right, we know that the unemployment rates are skyrocketing. We get it, but, but still... Congressional leaders uh, and the Trump administration are discussing. Well, thank you. We appreciate that. All right, stop discussing and do something. They're talking about uh, adding hundreds of billions of dollars to replenish the program, but they have failed to reach it. By the time you, let me tell you something, by the time you morons figure out how you're going to do this and reach an agreement, there's going to be a lot of bankruptcies. There's going to be a lot of people that are going to be losing their homes. There's going to be a lot of people that, you know, are not there there's report did you the news report yesterday about food banks in San Antonio where people are pulling up and and saying I don't know how I'm going to feed my children tonight this is wrong folks this is wrong unbelievable
that uh, gentleman I just told you about, Mr. Martins, he's an independent contractor, and he's eligible for the loan. But he said his business dried up when conditions on the West Coast began to deteriorate in March. And when the relief program started, he started reaching out to banks. Unbelievable. Truly, truly unbelievable. Now, they say that banks that were participating in the loan program were given wide discretion over who to lend to, and many chose only to lend to businesses they had existing relationships with. And that left many small business owners, including those in minority and underserved communities, unable to borrow because they didn't have prior ties to the lender or a strong enough relationship with their existing lender. And many of the banks are, you know, participating banks now are saying they're still processing enormous backlogs of requests from their own customers that cannot begin to take on brand new borrowers until the backlogs are able to ease off a little bit. But I'm telling you, I know for a fact, and you know what? I saw it last night. There was a bunch on here on Facebook as well, all right? But let's take, I know for a fact, one small business right here on Long Island, okay, like I said, where she she immediately applied for the loan. And she she gave them time, and she kept asking, "What's I need this help, I need this help, I need this help. And then finally, it's, oops, sorry, we're out of money. Where'd the money go, folks? Where did the money go? All right? Now, they say that foreign businesses, here, check this out, and this is being reported by the New York Times, foreign businesses and even large restaurant chains, that's one I heard about, but I didn't want to get too into that right now this morning, uh, they successfully lobbied for an exemption to a rule, rest they successfully lobbied for exceptions to the rule restricting the program to businesses with 500 or fewer employees, and they have managed to get loans, all right? This shows the way in which this program has been carried out. Potbelly Sandwich Shop, 400 restaurants. It got $10 million under the program from J.P. Morgan Chase. Wave Life Sciences, a biotech company incorporated in Singapore. In Singapore! 7.2 million from the program. Why are we giving help through a small business program? Why were foreign businesses and large restaurant chains able to immediately lobby for exceptions? Boy, they got that done quick, didn't they? Unbelievable. The owner of CrossFit NYC, which has two gyms in Manhattan together that cost $100,000 in monthly rent, uh, thought he was doing everything he needed to do to get help through the program. On March 28th, five days before its official launch, he asked his banker at Citigroup, uh, where he had been a customer for 40 years, how to apply, and the banker seemed at first not to know. Here's the thing. The banker didn't know the details of the program, but uh, later assured him that as soon as Citi began accepting applications, his would be considered. He calculated that he needed about two hundred grand from the program to pay rent and the employees he had laid off when New York ordered the non-essential businesses to close. He checked in with every bank every day, and every day he was told to wait. Wait. He was told to wait. <laughs> How are you supposed to wait? Unbelievable. He said there wasn't 24 hours that he didn't email or text someone at Citibank. 
While he waited, he studied the loan program and considered applying through other banks. He participated in a webinar hosted by Newsday, during which a representative from the Small Business Administration warned owners not to file two loan applications at once. He grew nervous. Days were going by. Days were going by. A law firm he had dealt with in the past offered to help expedite his application for a fee. One percent or five grand. He refused. And then came Thursday when the program ran out of money. He said, looking back, if I had just paid the five grand, I would have had a loan. You hear me, folks? Unbelievable. There are so many business owners out there that are struggling. And this, this what they did, this whole program here, this whole this whole program, there better be, there's, there's got to be answers, all right? We have enough. The citizens, the United States, the people of the United States, the small business owners, and even the non-small, even just the mom and pop, and just even there, we, we need these, we need help. There are people out there that are not getting paid. They can't pay their mortgages. They can't buy food. We can't even find, what the hell is going on? We can't even find toilet paper. We can't even, we can't find face masks. The governor of New York says everybody has to wear a face mask in public, but nobody can find face masks. And they expect everybody to become immediate seamstress or, you know, be able to sew and be able to put face masks together. There's people walking around with T-shirts wrapped around their face. And with regards to the basic stimulus checks, USA Today is reporting that Americans are reaching out to tax preparers and lining up at their offices around the country to find out what happened to their stimulus checks. Where the hell are they? So they're saying, here's the answer. You ready for this one? The IRS sent those missing payouts to an intermediary bank if the client got an advance on their tax return. There's too many questions that need to be answered here, folks. When you tell people that the money is on the way and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting and they're waiting and there's no answers, that is wrong. So very wrong. Business is right here. And I'm, you know, I'm, my heart is here because I live on Long Island, but there are business owners here that are struggling now and that did the right thing and that applied to their banks and, and, had faith in their banks and had faith in the government that they were going to, you know, it was going to persevere and they were going to get this loan and they were going to be able to survive and now they're going to go out of business. Mr. You know, hello, somebody better wake up, all right? And, and let me tell you something, all right? Yeah, that we want answers right now. We do. We want answers. What happened to the money? Why are foreign businesses, why are foreign businesses and large corporations getting money from a small business economic package? Why? Why all of a sudden were lobbyists able to get this through when Joe store owner can't get his can't get it and the bank's not being able to control the loan? Shame on you banks too. You shouldn't even dealt with it then. You should have said, you know what, if we can't control it, if we can't give our customers answers, then we're not gonna deal with it. And that should have been it. It should have, you know, T D Bank or Wells Fargo should have said to their customers, listen, the government's screwing up, they're not telling us what we need to know. And we don't want to hurt our customers. So you know what? We're putting up a big sign that says we're not dealing with this program until the government gets their shit together. And the problem is, is that it's going to take a long, long, long time. And there'll be conspiracy theories. It's going to take a long time before people really get the truth as to what's going on here. It really, really 
sucks. It really does. You know, when you look on Facebook, if you go to Facebook, if you go to your own personal page, check out some of the posts that are going on right now by small business owners. Unbelievable. Uh, one post says, did any business that applied for um, the PPP with Chase get the money? For the matter, did anyone even get a response about their application? Debbie said, no money. When my boss finally got someone on the phone uh, that said because of the age of his account, it was not configured properly in their system, so that's why he could not submit the online application properly. Once the man fixed the settings, his application went right in, and then the funding expired. Randy says, uh, well, at least you got an application with Chase. Capital One never got their shit together. Chase told me that I had to have a business account with them, and I did. Michael says, nothing. Pretty sad that they went from SBA loan grant of 10000 to 1000 per employee. Hmm. Everett says, what? <laughs> Question mark. Melissa, nope, just an email stating they haven't given a response. For such a large business bank, highly disappointed in how they handled this. What's the big deal being a private client when all your reps won't speak to you? Ray said, we did get a response. Said that we are approved, but since they ran out of money. <laughs> Ray said, we did get a response. Said that we were approved, but since they ran out of money. For the love of God, he says. Deb Laura says, no surprise. Patricia, Warren Buffett said in the past, and for now, if you give everyone a million dollars, we would have no one on welfare. The people would spend money on cars, businesses, and every company would be making money. 325 million people in America, yet trillions going to big, fat corporations. Dawn says, haven't heard back yet. Jacqueline says, nope. See what I'm saying, folks? Where did the money go? And why, was, why wasn't it done properly? You haven't heard the last of me on this one, trust me. You have not heard the last of me. I don't even know how to end the show. I really don't. I feel bad. You know, I'm sorry for all the small business people, all the people out there, all the Americans that are going through hell right now. It's a damn shame. It really is. There's got to be answers, folks, and it better be quick. And Congress and the president better get their act together and do something and fund this program again and get the bank's information that they need, okay, so that the small business owners that are truly struggling out there can get the money they need to keep afloat. Otherwise, when all this nonsense is over, we're going to be driving down Main Street America and everything is either going to be boarded up or empty. And then they'll turn around and go, ooh, what happened? I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what happened. God bless America. <laughs> yeah. God bless America. <sighs> My name is Eric Martin Koppelman. The name of the show is Koppelman. How fitting since that's me. All right. Hey, you know what? For as long, for as hard as it's going to be, I hope, I, I hope and I pray for you and your families and whatever you have to do. Keep a, you know, keep it, keep, keep a stiff upper lip and move ahead. Persevere. All I can say is uh, try to make it a great day.
Peace. Cobbleman is an iRadio USA production. No part of this broadcast can be reproduced in any format without the express written permission of iRadio USA.